the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Hey, welcome back, everybody. This is Robert Graham. It's top of the hour. Well, almost top of the hour, 5 o'clock here. And we are filling in. I'm filling in for Seth Leibson right now and doing the best I can to bring you the most relevant information we possibly can. We just spent an hour talking about what's happening in some of the school districts here in Arizona as it relates to the mask mandates and, and really how they're segregating people. The scarlet letters, the biggest thing I picked up from uh, one of the moms that called in about how their kids are basically the ones that are getting sent home, either are not disclosing that they were vaccinated because they believe it's a privacy thing, and or they are saying they didn't get vaccinated and they're getting a piece of paper and sent home while the vaccinated kids are there. So that is their scarlet letter. And I think it's a real great representation as it relates to how these districts are bullying and segregating people out. And quite honestly, they're going to have an earful. Well, one of the things that you find with these moms is they dig in, they lean in, and they fight. They fight hard, and they do what they can and what they believe in. So my next guest is Jim Lehman. He's running for U.S. Senate to take out Mark Kelly. And that's the mission, right? Put some conservative values back in that seat and do what we possibly can. And one of the things, I'll give you just a quick little story. I'm going to hopefully be able to keep Jim on past this segment here. But I was at a rodeo in Taylor, Arizona, and I watched this guy running for U.S. Senate there, shaking hands, getting signatures, doing it. Now, it wasn't just like a couple hours. I'm used to candidates coming in, going out, zipping in, zipping out, doing their things. This guy came when the sun was up, started to come up, setting up, hot days, you can imagine, in Arizona, rodeo. He's out there doing it. As the day progressed, it started the thunderstorm and rain. It was 4th of July. We watched for, for the 3rd of July. We watched the fireworks in pouring torrential rain. And I look up and guess who's still there? Jim Lehman, shaking hands, introducing people to who he is. And one of the things that we talk about a lot is we, we want protectors, people that are going to protect our liberty, our freedom, and they believe the Constitution and what have you. And Jim was that guy. I sat, I talked to him for a minute. We had this conversation. I thought, I think this guy's the real thing. And I asked some people that work with him that I know. And they're like, he's the real thing. And as I did my research and get there, the real thing. And what I'm talking about is you want representation that will carry your voice to D.C. And they'll fight for you and me to have the best possible outcome. Jim, thanks for joining us. I appreciate taking the call on the short notice like this. Hey, Robert. Uh, thank you for the invite and uh, that strong introduction there. Yeah, it's exactly the reason I'm running, Robert. Uh, it's not a job that I ever thought about until I've seen what's been occurring in our country in the just in the in the last months, really. I mean since the dawn of, of this year, I've just seen setback after setback for the Constitution, for our Bill of Rights, for conservatism and just the the great American dream in this country. Just uh, they're taking it away as fast as the radicals uh, possibly can. Of course uh, Mark Kelly is uh, voting in unison with Schumer yeah. uh, in terms of whatever he wants him to do. And these votes are tremendously Marxist. Well, they're, so, yeah, they're Marxist and they're destructive, right? It's it's taking the power away from the people and it's giving it to the select few, these elected, to tell us what to do. And it's um, and that's where the absurdness comes from. The whole the whole basis of a country is we the people doing it for we the people. 
and here you go. And so one of the things that not when you think about Jim and the way that he has been able to lean into fights his whole life, he's self-made, he built a remarkable business. I mean, then I could just tell you story after story after learning more about him. But now you transition and you look at what's happening now. So you've got the Mark Kelly dynamic, but you got the Joe Biden dynamic, too. And we've got to hang on to the seat to the Senate and we'd better to strengthen the Senate with more conservatives like you. And um, so just looking back at what's been happening with votes and we've seen what Kelly's voted for, the infrastructure bill and such. I mean, what's your take on this? Yeah, it's, it is absolutely out of control and in, in- D.C., Robert, these are precious taxpayer dollars that go up there, and every dollar has to be accounted for, just as we all do in our business and our personal lives, and it's really getting America back to the people. The power has got to come back to the people who've made this country and who are paying the bills uh, today. These elite in Washington, particularly the the Democrats and uh, these uh, even Marxists, uh, they've become uh, you're going to have to put very strong people up there. We can't just send an average Republican up there again. I've got to go do this for the for the good of the country. I'm not going to take a salary. I'm not going to take a, a pension or any of those things. I'm going to do this for us, the American people. You know, as you said, I've been humble beginnings and been very fortunate to lead great teams from Alabama, you know, linebacker uh, in college to military, uh, you know, airborne, jumping out of perfect good airplanes, building big uh, power construction uh, companies uh, in the country. So I know about problem solving. I know about teamwork. Uh, but I also know about getting things done. And it is time to go to Washington and get things done. Not to get along, not to play along, not to trade cutesies. It is time for real strong leadership in D.C. And I intend to bring it. Well, you know, and that and appreciate saying that. That's one of the things that, and I've had the the good opportunity or whatever opportunity, I'd like to say, I know most of the candidates that are running for various offices in the state just by way of my past. And the one thing when you say that, I believe you. You know, if he he's got an outside linebacker mentality. You know, we we talk about this. And but the thing about being an athlete, and and more than than football, more than somebody hitting hard or doing things like this, is think about a couple things. One of the things that happens is when players are great, they have great teams around them. Generally, they can't do it all by themselves. And so that's translated over to your business, where you've been able to bring a group of people together to make you better and have great outcomes with your business. I know you employ over 1,600 people. I think 22%, if I'm right, are about our veterans. And so you've done some pretty remarkable things, but you don't do that just with your own thoughts and ideas. You're a good listener, and that that's another thing. So can you talk a little bit about how you've incorporated that listening that may help to make your company as good as it is today? Exactly, Robert. It's uh, it's all about the team. Uh, I bring the leadership and the tenacity to the group, but uh, it is all about the the collection of, of great people and great ideas and, and just working very, very hard to uh, achieve big objectives. You know, don't think small. One thing that's been fortunate in my life is to always think about the national championship, you know, versus the, the particular football game or the particular regional game. It's it's about winning. In this, in this case, it's about winning back our, our country. So in, uh, in terms of getting around the state, uh, we've been uh, announced uh, 14 weeks ago I looked on the odometer of the uh, of the GMC Yukon the other day, and we're now at 12,000 miles, and that includes two weeks where I was uh, going to some of the conservative conventions and learning and understanding some of the team play that some of the other states are doing and senators that are doing good things uh, in D.C. on the uh, conservative side. 
So really getting around the state and understanding from the people out there, from the rodeos, but also the rallies and the presentations and the speeches and the, the meetings of different groups, understanding what those core issues are. And certainly the great fear, just like uh, with these mask uh, mandates type thing, where the hypocrisy of an open border and uh, all the COVID cases coming rampantly through, but yet they want to put masks on our kids and in schools. This speaks to the hypocrisy of D.C. and the things that have got to get done and back. Also been very listening in terms of local things that we need leadership in Washington relative to water, forest management, and some of the things that we've got to set as policy up there to start doing big things like America is capable of. Yeah. No, I appreciate you saying that. And it's it's back to you, you talk about the mask mandates and the kids. We just had a uh, mother on that talked about Paris Valley School District. They just a kid was tested positive. They they kept all the kids that have been vaccinated in school and sent all the kids that either wouldn't answer the question. And actually, one of my children were one of those kids. And because uh, they don't have a right to ask my kids medical history. And then they also um, they sent them all home with 10 day quarantine. They have no way to teach these kids. So, I mean, it's like. Man, it's just they're out of control. It's just ruling with force and it's uh, and fear, quite honestly. They're doing what they can to manipulate and push us around. And, and we've got to regain and, and reinstill confidence and do it. And I think one of the things about guys like you is when you get in, you talk about the veracity, but the tenacity that you have is you lean in, you lean in, you lean in. And one of the things that I've been saying to people today is they need to endure when they're tired. They got to get off the mat. They got to get off the ground. They got to get, and they got to lean back into the fight. And the one thing sometimes we all need as a public are guys like you that have the tenacity that have the endurance are willing to lean into the fight. Let us climb on your shoulders. We'll help. But it's about it's about fighting, and that's one of the things that drew me to you too. Is I I believe you. I mean I look. It's I think you're ready to go to war. And you're going to be professional, credible for my state, but you're going to get things done. That's that's one of the things I think a lot of people want to hear right now. Yeah, Robert, uh, that kind of spirit and leadership and also a team play in my company, we became the fastest growing private energy company in the, in the entirety of the U.S. Uh, back in 2018. And we've only doubled and since then tripled in size. So it's a great billion-dollar company. Uh, also, it's, as you said, giving away uh, a portion of the receipts every year of the uh, of the profits, you know, 10% go to the most needy. So there's a big heart here, too, yeah. uh, in this guy and in that company. 22% veterans, we buy American first. You know, 75% of everything we buy stays right here in the U.S., and we work our tails off to make sure nothing goes uh, to China. So the leadership needed uh, in the Senate to solve big problems in this country has done big things. I'm a very optimistic person, by the way, Robert. Hey, Jim. When I was in the military under Carter, and I saw what it was like, it turned on a dime when we got Reagan in there. And I'm not saying I'm President Reagan, but by golly, I'm going to bring the linebacker spirit and the, the American optim, uh, optimistic side, but the tenacity and the strength to the U.S. Senate. I want to be, when people usually in our rallies and in meetings, I say, who's the the best governor out there you like the most right now standing up. DeSantis usually comes, you know, saying, hey, I'm standing up for all the people out there. Well, that's it. I want to be the senator that everybody across this country says, man, I wish my senator would be like uh, Layman from Arizona. Those people got a fire breather up there who's standing up for them and for this country. That's hang on to that thought, Jim. We'll be right back here. Again, you're, this is Robert Graham, and you're listening to 
candidate for U.S. Senate, Jim Lehman. We'll be right back after the break with more from Jim and myself. Welcome back, everybody. This is Robert Graham, and we just came coming back from a break here. We have U.S. Senate candidate Jim Lehman joining us, and he's been sharing some of the, the mindset, the mentality, but also the plan when he heads back to D.C. We're in a strange place right now because we've got some squishy Republicans. We've got uh, the House is controlled by Democrats and obviously the White House. And so in order for us to really protect ourselves, we not only not have to maintain the Senate, but we need to get a couple more people in there because we need to make sure there's no tiebreaker, Kamala Harris, things like that. We've got to make sure that we can do what we possibly can and win back the House as well. But, Jim, thanks for holding on. I know hanging on the break sometimes is tough. I know you're busy, busy, busy with the campaign and, and what you're doing. But we just we were talking about shouldering the burden, going in there, fighting for the American people. We've got a lot of interesting dynamics that are happening. One of the things that you brought up was the border. And I've talked a lot about this in past shows, too, and just personally, that how do you how do you deal with interior issues if you never secure the darn border? You know, we talk about drugs, talk about all these things that are just impacting our people. I mean, one of the things that our governors can't solve in any state that's a border city because it's a federal issue. What do you do when you go back there? I mean, the Dems keep this as a wedge issue, and, and a lot of times we can't even bring Republicans along. So how do we get people to really understand the the dynamics and the horrible impact points that are happening by way of having a porous border? What do we do? Sure, Robert. Uh, I spent all day with uh, Brandon Judd uh, on the border. And Brandon is uh, head of the Border Patrol Union uh, down there, uh, 20,000 uh, good, strong uh, Americans that are uh, working hard to do what they can. If they had the right policies, which they did have under President Trump, then we'd be uh, at where we were with President Trump. And, and that's the kind of people that I will lean on very heavily to understand the issues, like I said, uh, all day with him. As he said, Jim, uh, you're the only guy that spent more than 40 minutes down here just to do a photo op. I was down there to understand the issues. And as Brandon said, it's a matter of, you know, the remain in Mexico policy being reinstated, get the 100 miles remaining of the wall uh, built. My goal, Robert, in the Senate is playing hardball because this is such a core issue. You know, we don't have a country if we don't have a border. Just to say that no business will transact across my desk until that border is secure. And we can do it immediately uh, with policy changes, uh, getting back basically where President Trump was. You know, he had it down to a quarter million a year coming through illegally. Right now, according to Brandon, we're on a run rate of three million this year. That's two million they know of and another million that they think they'll never see. And these people aren't being arrested. They're being processed and moved into the Interland. We have got to under, we got to get the facts out to the American people. We got to show them the impacts of what that causes in our country. We have a great legal system that we're very generous with, but we cannot continue on an illegal basis. It's driving down wages. It's driving up the cost in schools. Just so many things that are happening in the, the medical system. We're taking care of people. The crime rate's exploding. If you look at, you know, these countries that are emptying their prisons and sending them here. Yep. Yeah, they're great people that have humanitarian needs, but according to Brandon, at best, it's about 7%. The remaining 93% that is not what we should be doing in this country. I've got an article up in front of me right now that was published today at the Wall Street Journal, and the headline is, Growing Share of Migrants from Outside Mexico, Central America, 
poses a challenge for Biden. Now, it's interesting because for the last handful of years, up until about 2014, most of the migrants or immigrants, illegal immigration that happened were from Mexico. Okay. Now it is multiple countries and it's the Caribbean. It's like Ecuador, Brazil, Venezuela, Haiti, Cuba. 3,700 people that have been processed through our border are from Romanians. Okay. It is the open sign is on our border and the Biden administration is sweeping him into our country. And people, yeah, I mean, again, people go, oh my gosh, it's the country's the best in the world. It's the country's the best in the world because we've been able to maintain and manage the American dream. We've been able to incentivize people to do great things. It is an attractive place to be, but like you said, it is open and it is dangerous for us. Robert, we've got uh, people that uh, are... You know, uh, mothers and fathers of people who are now American citizens have been waiting uh, 18 years to come in legally. Uh, we have people in our country who've been working hard and, and doing the right things for the last 30 years. And I'm not talking about amnesty, but maybe it's residency of those who've been here a long time that have played by the rules. But we got to make room for that kind of discussion, not this continued open borders of millions coming through. The other one, Robert, I want to talk about on the legal side is we need to call it a halt to the Chinese that are coming through on these green cards under the, quote, high skills. You know, China is not our friend. You know, just like we treated the Soviet Union when I was in the military, China has to be viewed as what they are. They want this country. So we need to take those scholarships, or excuse me, those jobs that are coming in for high skill and use it for our own graduates. You know, ASU and AU, uh, GCU, NEU, all these people, all these colleges that we hire every month from in, our, in my company, we have uh, more applicants, you know, than we have job openings, these great engineers in these great universities. We've got to start thinking of our own people. That's why I run as the America first candidate and not put the rest of the world first, like the Biden and Kelly. You know, it's, interesting, it's interesting you say that about China, too, because people will say, oh, you're targeting, you're targeting Wuhan, blah, blah, blah. Look, <clears throat> I just went on the FBI's web, website as you were talking and I typed in China espionage. Do you know that I had a meeting with one of my good friends that's in the FBI, and he basically told me the greatest threat to this country is China. And he went through, and so I just pulled it up, and I write espionage in there. You'll see, like, hundreds of web links that are connecting to people that are being prosecuted right now for espionage because they were set up by China. They find them through LinkedIn. They find them through different social media tools or what have you. But it is a full-on assault. It's not dropping a missile in somebody's lap. They're coming other ways, and coming into our country is one of those things. We only have about a minute, Jim, and uh, actually we have about a minute left. And just to kind of wrap things up, where where do, where can people learn more about you as it relates to your campaign and who you are? Appreciate that, Robert. Uh, Jim Lehman, L-A-M-O-N.com. Love people to come over, take a look at the issues, some of the solutions we've laid out. There, we've got a great uh, program for volunteers. Uh, we're just looking at the system uh, today. We're approaching a 1,000. Uh, really a great group. We've been uh, doing training on uh, Saturdays uh, for a group-by-group group coming in, really getting our name out there across the state and helping people understand uh, what we stand for is truly America first. And if you want somebody who's going to go fight for Arizona and for America first, I'm your man. I've got the strength, the tenacity and the experience uh, from both company and many other aspects of the military and football life. I would tell you, I'd tell you that Jim's got the endurance as well. Hey, Jim, thanks again for coming in. This is Robert Graham. Again, you're listening to 960 The Patriot, bringing you people, 
politics policy to help you make a great decision going forward. We'll be right back after the break. Welcome back, everybody. This is Robert Graham, and you are listening to 960, and hopefully you're on your way home or you are somewhere comfortable doing what you got to do and being able to spend some good quality time with family. That's the one blessing, I think, that came from COVID is a lot of families had to kind of refresh and connect again, and it allowed them to do it because a lot of people working from home, spending time with their family, that's that's the positive, if you ask me, as it relates to this, and probably the only positive as we get there or what have you. So... Leading up into this, there's a number of things that we've talked about today, but I talked about this remasking America, and I'm not talking about throwing a COVID mask on your face. When you have the liberal, the progressives, okay, so let's talk about fundamentals here. So when President Obama came in, he tried as best he possibly could. He 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 scored on his Affordable Health Care Act, Obamacare, the biggest lie that was ever presented to this country, and it turned the machine, right? We are feeling the impact today, a negative impact. It has, in some ways, been catastrophic in people's life. And some people can say, well, I would never have been covered in the first place. They'll make an argument. But if you look at the economics and the human element to this as a whole, it has hurt more than it's helped, for sure. Okay, you look at other policies as they've rolled through our country and such under him. Now, they move it and they remask it. And what I mean by that is you get a Biden and what they're trying to do is they reach. Just imagine wearing a big, tight Halloween mask and they reach right behind your ears where it's super tight. They they dig their fingernails underneath there. They grab the mask and they just peel it off. Right. They want this country to look and feel different. They get it off. It was uncomfortable to have them pull it off. They pull it off. You look like something different. Our country looks different. However, the fundamental building blocks of this nation, which can never be forgotten or or understated, are the people. We're there. Didn't pull my face off and re-mask me. They may scare us. They may drive fear into our life or try to convince people that they're weak through the propaganda that they turn. And actually, for a season... It might happen, but it's this fortitude and this capacity to dig in and to lean into the opposition that's trying to take away freedom that makes this country just incredible. I mean, you think about the different times through our history where this has happened. So this remasking is unbelievable. What happens, though, when they're digging their nails in behind the ear trying to pull that mask off and it's uncomfortable and hurts, if they get any deeper... They may injure who we are. They could create an infection, which they're doing right now. I'm not saying COVID. I'm saying the infection is the progressive ideals to reshape and rework this country, change the fiber of what we are. Uh, This apologetic thing where you've got the entire world trying to migrate here because they think it's great. The progressives are trying to change it and make it something other than what it is today. And that's where we have to dig in and fight. And so what happens is is you, you watch the behavior here and these ideals that are hypocritical. One of the hardest things for me on the, on the progressive lefts is they lie, okay? I mean, look, politicians on both sides of the aisle lie. There are politicians on both sides of the aisle that tell the truth. Bernie Sanders, I think, told the truth. That guy's a socialist. He claimed he was a socialist. He went out there and said, if I'm, if I'm elected, here's my social policies, and I'm going to retool this place. There was no question where Bernie Sanders st- stood. So you have people that tell the truth, whether you like it or not, 
And you have people that just lie, okay? The biggest lie around the progressives of this whole notion of tolerance, coexisting, they say they defend minorities, they said they say they defend the alternative lifestyles that are out there with LGBTQI, you know, the whole alphabet pretty soon as it relates to people feeling different. And then what do they do? Okay, this is the great hypocrisy. Now, this is a this is in the face of international dynamics that are happening with Afghanistan. Taliban. Look, they they not only pull out completely, and and look, I'm not a war guy. Okay, I don't. I, I have a son in the navy. I have family that's been in the military. I have war veterans that have been impacted forever because of their time serving. Whether you think it was a worthless war or not, what have you? They, they did this. Okay. So now you look at this and you think about what we stand for as a nation. Remember, our nation is not a nation of tyrants. We don't come into a community and take it over, ever. We don't plant the U.S. flag on foreign soil to take over that nation. We could have many times. We don't do that. Okay, so there's this element that, again, makes our nation remarkable. And some will say wasteful, but I will tell you remarkable. That is protecting human rights, this notion of freedom. People spitter patter out this notion of democracy. Oh, my gosh. If people just really understood the impact elements around a representative republic, the democratic process, all these things, it would be something even more so that people would be attracted to. Right now, we have millions and millions of people trying to get here illegally. I'm going to talk a little bit about Afghanistan, and I might get your dander up a little bit here. But what Biden is saying and doing is wrong. The Taliban is coming in, and these people that the left said that they defend are under fire and likely will be killed. We get back, you will hear how and who will be destroyed. Hey, welcome back, everybody. This is Robert Graham on 960 The Patriot. I have a question for you, or not really a question, I just have an exercise for you. If I said to you, what would you do if you won the lottery today? Like big pot. Let's say it's a hundred million bucks, all yours. After tax, what would you do? Dare to shut your eyes and dream a minute and think through that. Okay. Now what I want you to do is imagine a country that had a secure border, had a very functional way to manage immigration in this country. Imagine a nation that celebrated the value of accomplishment. You succeed, you work hard, you get rewarded for it. I'm going to pat you in the back and say, job well done. I might be envious, but you are a great example to show me the way for prosperity and safety for you, for your family. Imagine a country where we didn't have to worry about human trafficking, not just coming into the country, but removing our beautiful children and young people out of this country, which it's happening. Okay, drug cartels, it's not a one-way street here, people. People think it's all coming into our country. It's going out of our country as well. People are being taken. So imagine a country we don't have to worry about that. Imagine a country where you don't have to think about gang violence that are coming in from Ecuador and other countries that are thrashing our inner cities and doing things, okay, because we're, we're being smart in the way we manage our national security. Imagine a nation that celebrates the service of our law enforcement folks and what they do in their selflessness is they go put, yeah, they're professionals, they're earning a living doing this, putting their life in jeopardy. Not the few bad guys that have made the news 
but the ones that the thousands and thousands that are serving honorably that you never hear about. Imagine if we could just celebrate all these great accomplishments and most of all our freedoms, freedom to to religion, our freedom of speech, our freedom to do what we want to do. Okay, in this nation, believe me, we we're a, a nation of laws. You you break the law, you're going to get nailed. Okay. But just managing and maintaining and celebrating everybody's freedom and part of it's following the laws and not hurting people. Just you think about that and you think about the prosperity and the opportunity that would come as a result of that. We can have this. This is not just a dream. Our forefathers went forward and said, hey, this is what we think we need to do. And then they took the greatest step and the greatest treason by signing the Declaration of Independence. But they did it because they believed in us. We talked to Jim Lehman earlier candidate for U.S. Senate, and he said he's going to go fight f- for us, okay? Our forefathers, when they signed their name, that was it. There was no way back. Victory was the only consideration, or they would die. They had everything taken from them. That's the reality of it, okay? So as you see this and watch this happening, and I watch Joe Biden. Now, I, I, if you don't think that the, what's happening around the world has an influence on our nation, you're crazy, okay? You've heard people talk about Radical Islam, and I would say Salafist and stuff like that, penetrating our country. You see people like Iman Omar. You know, you, you, know, you see her positioning and her statements and stuff. You don't think that's intentional? You don't think that that movement in our nation is intentional? You're crazy, okay? Again, try to really think through the process. Don't dismiss it as some conspiracy dynamic. It's happening right in front of us. If you look at cities like Chicago, gun control, capital of the world, also the murder capital of the world with gun violence. Okay? So you hear it, you see it, and you go forward. Now, this is these are the headlines. I just want to read some of these headlines as it relates to Afghanistan. So this is on Politico. Biden was barreling toward perilous political waters, then Afghanistan happened. And I'm like, what, what is this? The tagline right underneath says, the, the subtitle here says, the chaos surrounding the withdrawal of troops from Afghanistan could dent confidence in the administration's competency. It is not denting, it's falling. Okay? It is... He, they're feeling a great impact. That was on political. Fox says Biden tells nation he stands squarely behind decision to exit Afghanistan. The subtitle says Biden spoke from the White House Monday and briefly returning to from Camp David. And you go into the article and he says, I stand squarely behind my decision. The president said after 20 years, I've learned the hard way that there was never a good time to withdraw U.S. forces. OK, in some ways, I agree with that. But the timing with the Taliban and the way that he pandered to the Taliban over the Afghan government is really despicable, okay? He just felt that they were going to take power anyways. You could see the negotiation. You could see it in the way he treated the leadership. And it's, it's scary, to say the least, you know, what was happening. Other things that are happening as a result of this behavior. Okay, another one I want to read, and I want you to hear these titles because I think they're critical, and it talks speaks to the hypocrisy of the left. If they were so committed to protecting women and people, you wouldn't hear stories like this. This is NBC. Female mayor in Afghanistan says she's waiting for Taliban to come and kill me. Okay, I wonder how they're going to treat women there. Okay. Oh, let's see. The Afghan Al Jazeera here, the title says, As the Taliban seized cities, they sent women home. Tagline, the Taliban told female employees at some banks to not return to their jobs, raising concerns of their future. It goes on. 
In early July, Taliban fighters were seizing territory from government forces across Afghanistan. Some of them walked into the offices of various banks and ordered women working there to leave. The gunmen escorted the women to their homes and told them not to return to their jobs. Instead, they explained that male relatives could take their places, according to the three of the women involved in the bank deal. And it goes on, okay? So just putting things in perspective, what kind of society is this going back to, okay? There are stories after story after story that would just make you fall over or you would be appalled. Maybe you would even think it wasn't true. But this is the most damning civil uh, approach, excuse me, not civilized. It's the most damning government that could come in and take away any freedoms or anything that people might have in their particular lives. It's going to stop. The progression there stopped. Now, let me ask you another question. How was our opium trade when the Taliban were in control of Afghanistan? What was heroin like in this country? If you go talk to our drug enforcement people and stuff, when they came in and stopped the Taliban, they burnt all the poppy seeds and all the different fields. This was the mass production of heroin that was being transported into our nation. If you don't think heroin is a problem in our country right now, which it is, if you don't think it's a problem, it's going to become a huge problem in our nation very, very, very rapidly. One of the things about Trump's war on the opioids and things like that was not just the pharmaceutical-grade stuff that was happening. It was that battle in the Middle East that was stopping him. So here we have a president of the United States that is turning their back on a government that we spent billions of dollars, more than any money, we lost countless soldiers over there. Now, people would say, well, you want to go lose more? No, I don't. But when you put the bad guys at check, the bad guys typically are much more careful trying to come back in force because they know they'll be stopped. Okay? And we have to have some foothold somewhere in the region so we can stabilize free trade and a number of other things. So there's a national security element on multiple fronts as it relates to the Taliban and as it relates specifically to Afghanistan. Again, I'm disgusted. Just go on and look at the reports. Look at Huffington Post, one of the most liberal presses in the world, and look at the images that they're placing up. This is something that must be addressed by not just our nation. The best thing in the world would be leading and then going and get a whole bunch of people unified against the humanitarian issues that are happening already with the Taliban and stop them as a collective group. Not just one nation, but let's bring them together and let's be leaders. The United States always being that beacon on the hill. Why not lead and protect people? Why not lead and defend what the progressives spew as their mission? Again, this is Robert Graham. We'll be back after the break. Hey, welcome back, everybody. This is Robert Graham. Hey, look, you know, I just you get me fired up. I look at the news, I get fired up. I think about the defense of this nation, it gets me fired up. I think about the people that I've had the opportunity to serve in the state and around the country, and I can't help but just to fall in love with everybody, right? That's the mission. You want to love the people you serve, and you want to protect those that you love. It just comes down to it. And if you're, if you're a scrapper, which some are and some are not, we all have our different talents and our abilities, and we have our tolerances, right? 
Maybe it just doesn't feel right to engage in a fight and do things. But there are different ways to help. You can help candidates specifically. You can be an activist donor. You can be a volunteer. You can make phone calls. You can stuff envelopes. You can you can put yard signs out. You can just be somebody that types out a message and sends it to their lawmakers. But making your voice heard is something that is positive to say the least. But it's that freedom of speech that we have that we need to use to protect. And quite honestly, when it comes in volume, it works. Okay, these lawmakers, they listen. I mean, public sentiment is one of those things where they lick their fingers, stick it there and see which way the wind is blown. If we are creating a monsoon or a typhoon, tornado, whatever level winds that we're pushing toward them, they are listening and paying attention to them and they will take it into consideration. Some will do it just because it's the right thing to do. Others will do it because they feel like public opinion will sink them if they don't. So to wrap up this day, I heard somebody on a, one of the commercials say they thought about watching the Olympics. Well, I watch a lot of the Olympics, and I, I'm just fascinated by the success and the people that are pushing hard. And they push their bodies and such. I just want to finish with one little story here. Edith Murway. If you haven't heard about Edith Murway, she's a 100-year-old power lifter that just set a new Guinness Book World Record <laughs> And she lifted, uh, let's see here, how much weight did she do here? She lifted, she set a world record in powerlifting doing a deadlift. And um, she started lifting power powerlifting when she was 91 years old. And now she just set the world record or the Guinness Book of World Records as the oldest powerlifter lifting the weight that she lifted. And they did not quote exactly what the weight is. But let me say something. When I look at people like that, what it tells me is that Edith who is 100 years old, still has some fight in her, okay? She cared about this. She wanted to have a great outcome. She worked hard to get it. They show her in this article. They show her exercise, and they show her working with a trainer. And I don't know, about 100 years old doing that, it's remarkable. And so the outcome put her in the Guinness Book of World Records. Think about the impact and the effort that you could put into whatever you try to do. If you believe in the sanctity of this great country and the value and the beauty that it brings the world by way of being a free nation and being one that is driven by a constitution that was divinely inspired, then you have to work at it. So what is the formula to have the best outcome? Well, it's exercise, right? Exercise your rights. Exercise your voice. Lean into the fight like Tracy did today and others that are going to mount a battle against those that try to extinguish your rights. If you want to stop Joe Biden, the progressive left, from not only defacing this country, but reaching into the fiber, which is you, then you've got to fight. You've got to do what Edith is willing to do and lift where you stand to have the best possible outcome. This is Robert Graham. I love our country. I appreciate you. And I will fight with you to have the best possible outcome. Have a great night. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.